Hello, and welcome to a podcast from The Practical Medium, and I am Michelle, your Practical Medium. So this podcast is going to be a bit of an Oz and NZ kind of thing, um, in that you know, I've had stuff going on, and it's been kind of crazy, and um, you know, just regular life stuff, and my medium stuff, and, and so I had a topic prepared, but it's a little, um, probably a little thin right now, but I will get to it, and... Um, in case you're wondering, this will be the next podcast unless something else really gets interesting and I want to put that in its place. But <clears throat> that one I will be talking about, um, well, let's, see, let's put it this way. If you've ever watched The Dead Files and you have watched how these Amy Allen and Steve DeShavi work together to um, find out what's haunting people, I'm also do, I also do stuff like that, but on a different um, different level than she does. But, well, I think I'll just spend another podcast talking about that and um, explaining how it works because it's uh, kind of interesting. But anyway, on to the weirdness that is my life. <laughs> um, so I'm no, I've made no bones about the fact that I'm, I've been re- reopening myself after over 25 years of being closed. And the reasons for that have mainly to do with the fact that as a child, I had no support from anybody, family, um, friends, and, you know, take your pick, that of who I am, who I, what I am. And it was, you know, the 70s. Nobody, you know, nobody liked to know it all, kid. Nobody thought that um, I was for, that everybody thought I was making shit up, basically. And it's kind of hard when you're somebody who has very little personal imagination to make up some of the crap that comes out of your mouth. But, you know, you're a kid, you're a victim for abuse, you're autistic, it just doesn't care. So, um, that in turn, then this is where I'm going to, that in turn caused me to split myself into two separate personalities. Now, this is not um, a multiple personality disorder thing. This is what I can't remember its correct name now, but um, it's not me having multiple personalities. It's the fact that my little girl inside of me never got a chance to express herself. She never got a chance to get a victory and she never got a chance to be believed. And it does stunted the growth um, and we grew up with a part of ourselves missing. So we've been, I've been working with somebody for hmm, over two years now on reintegrating this part of me with myself and, um, the, um, and bringing myself back to being an, an open medium. So that comes into, um, what happened, I don't know, about three weeks ago thereabouts a little more than that so now um so here's the story now that i've given you the background um i uh, occasionally uh, have inflammation and i use a cbd vape pen pen to um, take care of inflammation it's um just overall soft tissue stuff and i was being driven nuts and i kept on hearing go get your vape pen go, go get your pen because i had it in a storage unit and i'm like Really? Well, I know better than to ignore these directions. They're not demands, they're directions. 
So I went into my storage unit, and um, it actually kind of, funnily enough, wasn't in the storage unit. It was in a, a box in the back of my car from the storage unit. So I get my vape pen. I charge it up. I go ahead and um, use it, and I got myself a nice release of inflammation from that was going on. And the reason why I was inflamed for various reasons. But the, the pains and the aches, they faded out. That night, I go to sleep, and... Now, when the I did, if you've listened to my other podcasts, you know that I talk about the time between awake and asleep is the time to connect with somebody who you've lost, whether it's a loved one that's a romantic partner or a platonic partner or however you want to put place them in your life. But that's a good time for you to let your body down, you let your guard down, and just talk. So I'm doing every night without fail. Ken and I use that time to talk. Sometimes I crash too fast and he, he doesn't care. He just thinks I need to sleep. And sometimes I'll stay awake for a good hour just in that in-between state because my head is in listening mode. So this is one of those nights where I was more wide awake than anything else. And I'm like, yeah, let's see what, let, let's talk about stuff, this, that, and the other. Nothing important. And all of a sudden... I'm about, I don't know how many, how far into the, I was in the, the chat, the talk pretty good. My little girl comes up and now she's a separate voice in my own head. She's me. Don't get me wrong. She is me, but she has a separate voice because she is still a little girl. And that's what we call her. So she comes up and she goes, you know, I'm sick of living life like this. I'm sick of living under the radar. I am sick of living life like we're always going to have somebody beat the shit out of us. I'm sick of not having what I think we should have. So I tell you what, I am going to kick the wall down. I'm going to pull the plug. I'm going to get rid of the last of these blocks. I'm going to let it all through. So, and I don't want to go too much into my personal life and finances, but just, you know, we all have rough months and um, I've had a rough few of them, but I don't complain. It's because things are taken care of regardless. So that aside, she got frustrated and she realized that part of um, me being a medium and us being a medium is to let everything through, stop being afraid of it, stop being scared of the stuff that uh, we can't necessarily see, but we know is out there. And um, the thing, realizing that the things that attacked us um, on an uh, energetic level when we were a kid, a child, cannot attack us anymore because we are protected. We have an army. We have these things at our disposal. And um, that's something, if there's any interest, I will talk about another time. But she now has a, she finally said, I'm done. So my, I'm done with this. I'm done with living like this. So we are open to the wind. And uh, sure enough, all I can say on that one, and is to borrow from somebody who I saw this, write this on Reddit today, what the Kentucky Fried Fuck, because it all got weird from there. And we're not even a month into it. Well, actually about the, actually we kind of, but it doesn't matter. So in that time, um, I am emailing with, with somebody who's been a client. And I, if you've ever had a reading with me, I will always tell you my door is open. And if you have a question about something <clears throat> or you need something clarified, whatever, you can email me and I'm happy to, you know, talk to you for a little bit. It's support. It's what I do. And um, 
So the Saturday after this happened, this one person, she's emailing me about some questions she had. And I've, I'm saying stuff from her partner that really struck home for her. And I've done this before. Not the first time. It's part of being a medium when you know stuff you're not supposed to and you say it anyway. But there was just something there in the communication that I hadn't had before. It was the most direct connection I've had, even though I've, I've connected with this person before, on the, the guy on the other side. It was just like, wow, the clarity is, I can't doubt it. I, 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 there's, there's no fuzz around it. I'm hearing his spoken word. Now, I'm not quite hearing his own voice, but I am hearing his spoken word. And uh, I know exactly what he's saying. I don't have to get, not guess, interpret, excuse me. I'm sitting there cut undercutting my own feet. I have to interpret emotions sometimes because they're not talking or the emotional cloud is so strong I have to interpret the emotions at, uh, as it comes to me and make sure that I'm on par with what they want me to express. So that is a kind of a form of guessing, but I'm not sitting here trying to pull something out of my ass. Uh, so by, that's by way of explanation. So that was the first time I think I've actually connected directly with somebody like that, somebody who I didn't know. Somebody who, yes, I've had connection with them in the past, but it wasn't as strong. And to be able to get his speech patterns and the words he used and his terms of endearment and the way he said them and relay them, that was a shock. So, um, yeah, so that was, that was hit number one. And um, it was just kind of got stranger from there. And I'm trying to recall some of the stuff because there's been so much of it. And actually, I'm going to pause for a second. People can come back to this. Because I've actually kept a log. <laughs> it's been so much. And I will go over some of this because you, dear listener, might find this interesting. You might not. But, hey, I'm going to put it out there anyway. Okay, so this should have been my clue that things were changing. Now, in, in life, Ken and I were the living embodiment of a Mutt and Jeff team. Now, if you don't know the comic book strip, it's two dear friends who are always basically doing the verbal equivalent to smacking each other upside the head with a cast iron pan. And it's funny. <clears throat> and um, so that was one of the things I missed the most about a relationship and the one that was really hard to get back to. Now, my mentor would... You know, we'd play Mutt and Jeff with her as the intermediary and crack her up, too, I would hope. Well, there are times she would just go FFS <laughs> in exasperation at us. But um, so now here's a little routine of mine. Saturdays, I go to the gym and later afternoon and it's a Saturday. I kind of want to go do something afterwards, even if it's just go out and get something of food or just drive somewhere and get myself out of my life for a little while. But as I'm in the locker room changing and uh, getting ready to go, I'm usually figuring out what I want to do. Sometimes I'm in a mental state where I have to actually drag myself out. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, it's like, but I know it's good for me to go. It's good for me to change my to change my view for a little while, even if it's just going out to a mall 40 miles west, not even 40 miles west of where I'm at. Or it's... Um, Going and eating some food I have, going to a place and eating food I haven't had, been at for a while. Little things like this. So was, um, I'm getting dressed in the locker room. It's just me in the locker room, so ladies, don't worry that the dead are leering on you. Um, Ken shows up, and um, 
starts out with stick to your plans and go to the town to do your thing, which is the night I was going to go out to the mall. And I said, yeah, I'm doing it. I know sometimes I argue about going, but I am going. And he comes back with, that's because you're stubborn. And then I call back, now you sound like my ex. And he comes back, maybe he has a point. And that, dear listener, is the moment I realized the Mutt and Jeff show is back and in full swing. <laughs> but that was the same day that after that I had that email back and forth with this person and I had such wonderful clarity. So um, that night, it did not end. It did not end. This was just before Easter. Um, I came in and I kept hearing this name of this person in my head over and over and over again. Now, I will admit that this happens frequently, uh, more so when I was younger, but it still happens and it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a needle stuck in the groove and I have no uh, reference for the name or what it's for or anything. And well, that's in the past. This name I heard in my head as I got in my apartment, I had seen it before, the night before, on Facebook. Somebody was asking in a group for a reading. So the person she was looking to reconnect with was at me, can you please pass a message along? And I don't mind passing messages along. Um, you know, it's, I keep them short, but I will do it And uh, when, when somebody's in need. And I don't just decided, okay, you're here in my head telling me your last name. Let me go to this person on Facebook. And I didn't even realize it at the time. I'm, scared. I'm screwing myself up. I scanned through Facebook and it hit me. My God, I saw her post last night, but I got no hit then. But tonight I'm getting a hit. So I read for her and passed along the message and I just made her Easter. And it was actually really cool. Um, you know, lots of love, lots of affection for everybody. And, and um, you know, it couldn't have been a better time. And let me tell you, all this I'm talking about happened in one night, a couple of days after I took this hit of the, uh, the CBD oil. So um, it kept on uh, going. Sunday I got that, that Sunday, that Easter, I got a rest. But um, let's see, let me go back to it. Um, so, okay, I think it was that week, or not long after that, you know, that about this week, sorry, um, that I had another weird as F experience. I'm sleeping. I know I'm a, not in bed. I'm a, I'm a dead log sleeper. If you've ever known somebody who you need to work at to wake up, um, that can be me. But when I'm out, I'm out. There ain't no getting back there. I actually have to have a mental trigger in my head set in case there's an emergency so that my body will alert to it and we will wake up instead of sleeping through it. And it's, it's coming, it's coming handy at times, but this isn't one of those necessarily those times. Now I am single. I live alone. I don't have anybody sharing my bed. And this is relevant for what's to come next. I am woken out of a sound sleep by the feeling of somebody leaning against me. Not an animal, a human. And I am like, wait, what? So, and I wake up. I am not in that half awake, half asleep state. I'm awake. I know I'm awake because I don't lucid dream. Um, I roll over and I realize my ex is in bed with me. 
but he's not acknowledging my existence. So for whatever oddball reason, I, I'm like, what the hell? I reach over into his jeans and stick my hand partially down his waistband. Why I'm going for his maleness, I don't know, but I am. And I can feel his hip bone. I can feel the skin of that, the, of that region. I can feel it give under my hand. I can feel the warmth of his body. But he reacted, he did not react at all. It's like I had a doll, a, a breathing, warm, fleshy doll on my bed. And jokes aside about, you know, um, real dolls, it was weird. So I'm like thinking he must have gotten kicked out by his girlfriend and he came over to, to, to sleep and he just didn't want to wake me up. So I've known him for over 30 years. So it's kind of like, well, he'll tell me in the morning if this is real. Roll back over and go back to sleep. Um, and I don't know how much later it was when I woke up. He's, but I woke up again and he was still there. So I said something and all of a sudden it converts into a dream. And okay. I'm like, but this is, you know, this is a, a point of um, sleep where even though you might be fully awake, your consciousness isn't quite there. You're just recording the information. You're not necessarily examining it. But I tell you, dear listener, when I woke up, I knew what happened. I remembered every freaking second of it. I'm like, yeah. So this is interesting. And when you have something like that show up in your bed, like a doppelganger like that, you're kind of like, is somebody in trouble? Now, I do know for a fact that doppelgangers are folds in time and they wind up in places where they shouldn't be. Not because somebody's about to die, just so much as time had a bit of a wobble and they showed up there. But your conscious mind, like if you are the person who is the doppelganger, like your 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 doppelganger, they won't give you a conscious memory of what happened. It just happens that way. It's weird. I don't know why. But if there's interest, I will talk about doppelgangers in time in another sec in another podcast. So when I woke up, I fully went over what I th- experienced with my ex in the bed with me. Um, I did message him and he was fine. So that was out of the way. But it was like he had been standing somewhere, fully clothed, shoes, jeans, shirt, and had been literally turned on his side so he was horizontal instead of vertical and placed in my bed. But he didn't know he was there. And when I talked to him and I kind of... now, my ex doesn't know about my, this part of myself being in a uh, psychic medium, so I just kind of played it off as, uh, you have a weird dream that night? No, no dream, nothing. He said he reported back to me. He said nothing out of the ordinary, and I don't, you know, I'm fine. So that was a big relief. And um, so that was that was weird. That's But that has not ever happened to me in my lifetime, ever. I talked to my mentor about it. She had no clue. So we just kind of wrote it off as one of those weird things. And um, so, dear listener, this is where I get to the explanation because I'm sure you're wondering, how the hell was her ex in her bed and she doesn't know? Well, I, I, I really didn't because I there was no way I could um, figure this out because whatever this was was hiding from me. And yes... Crap can hide from me. It can stay out of my range of reach of consciousness. And it can just kind of dance in and out and not let me know it's there. And um, 
this also um, leads into what happened. Um, and I will get to this story, but I will get you the explanation first and get to the other story, just to get the suspense over with. So I was, um, um, the, my other mentor who also does Reiki and energy clearing for me and helping me healing with all this, the little girl things, um, had me out and her husband is also, oh boy. There's another story related to that, but I will get back to that in a second so as not to leave you in suspense. So my other mentor is, is also a Reiki master and I'm out there from time to, to her place from time to time. Her husband's also a sensitive and I had told her about these the goings on with what happened um, the night before, which I will get to. And she said, well, you need to talk to my husband. And I said, that's fine, because her husband is very aware of how stalkers work. So, uh, the uh, whatever the stalker was, it was actually preventing Ken and another friend, Tony, who you've probably read about if you've read my blog, from actually communicating with me. Tony was going to his old tricks of trying to get my attention by picking crap off the back of the wall and making it fall. Um, and Ken was not able to come at me directly and say that, there's something holding them from keeping from conversation about what's going on. And it's possible for them to, for something like this, to stalk, to block, to keep me from hearing. Um, because I'm not quite at a level where I can just go really up yours and bust through it. And so we have um, Thursday. There is another part of this story that uh, probably should be told before I get to the, um, the reveal. So Thursday, I um, got woken up a little earlier than normal and it left me feeling tired. So what's the solution? Go take a nap. And again, the nap was really weird. Um, at one point, now I know I did not wake up to consciousness, but I, so this is more of a, of a lucid dream thing. Now I say I don't lucid dream. I really don't. I just have brief flashes. So my, uh, left hand, my right hand, underneath my right hand, I realized my ex is next to me again. And he's a little, he's talking to me. No, he wasn't initially talking to me. But he's, I looked to my left, my right, he's there. I looked to my left, is this weird character of a black cat. And I hear my ex say, oh yes, you see what I brought for you? And dude, what the hell? So next thing I know, I feel my bed, my mattress being pounded, for lack of a better word, because I'm bouncing in my bed. I'm like, what the hell? So I managed to surface long enough to realize it's Ken. Now he's he's in the used to be in the habit of trying to shake me awake when I lived at my old place, and um, so for him to pound the mattress meant something was not right. So it pauses. I fall back asleep, going, "Oh, thank God, it's gone." Then the pounding comes back harder. It even makes my box spring creak, and it's kind of like being in a ship on uh, a, a boat that is in choppy water. So it, uh, I'm like, "My God, make it stop." But I can't wake up. So the pounding, the, the, the bouncing stops. And I try to fall back asleep. 
The bouncing comes back a third damn time, and it once again is making the, the, the box spring creak with the force of the, the, the pounding. I just finally made a mm noise to let him know, stop, I'm awake. But I couldn't open my eyes for a couple minutes, and I couldn't open my mouth. Uh, it was like I had been blocked from my pure purest, <laughs> full senses. And um, I'm like, what the hell was that all about? Normally you don't mess with my sleep, Ken. What? But he couldn't get any response out of him. And uh, I later on thought that I was thought that night, and and I forgot to mention I was getting some intrusive sexual thoughts about a, a, a human being, and I don't do that stuff. It's not me. So the fact that this is going on made me realize, wait, 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 there is something not right here. So I finally that night said, stop. This is not me. I don't want this. Go away. Get the hell out of Dodge, etc., etc. And uh, next thing you know, it was like I broke a like I broke um, bonds over people's mouths because Ken's back telling you know it's like like the taking a big sigh of relief. Um, Tony's um, also I could tell he was relieved from a distance because I keep him at a distance. Um, but it was like okay, so maybe something's not right here. So I texted my other mentor, who's a Reiki master and clears my energy and stuff like that, uh, to let her know. Um, the next, uh, I did this the next day, but that, I'm sorry, I'm getting out of order here. So that night I go to sleep. I've got Ken in bed with me during pillow talk as usual. Then I'm aware of Tony standing in the corner, standing guard. I'm like, dude, really? He says, fine. And I see him go out to my front room where there's a lounge chair. So he hangs out there. But the kicker is there's a third person in here. To protect me and this friend died 11 years ago and since I've been reopening I don't see a whole lot of him he's actually very happy going off and hanging out on his BDSM planet as he calls it I don't know if it's a real planet but he sits there and he indulges himself and all of his uh, earthly fleshy vices while he's waiting for people to come home for him to come out of his hidey hole to hang out and sit in my computer chair, because I don't have a lot of furniture in here, said something's wrong. There's nothing, there's not something, not, there's something wrong here. So the next morning I texted my mentor and she calls me, I explained it, she says, you need, should, can you come out tomorrow? Um, and uh, you should talk to, t to, the, to my husband because he, he's, he's aware of this stuff. So sure, no problem. I don't want to deal with this in case it is a stalker of the sexual kind. And, you know, because it's blocking off all these guys who are personal protectors. So I go out there the next day. And I, he saw her husband. And he checked things out. And he goes, do you live near a graveyard? And I said, yeah. Actually, yeah. I've lived near the same graveyard for, I don't know, almost 20 years now. And he goes, okay. All right. I know that area because he's also been in this area of Chicago and he knows this graveyard well and he hates graveyards. I did not know this until that day, yesterday. And he's telling me that there are things in the graveyard that are aware of my existence and that they know I am an, a, a sensitive, 
they know I'm a medium and they know that um, they can have a little fun with me I guess you could say so that was great I've got some gross nasty crap coming up from the graveyard that is where I'm living is five blocks away and uh, they're messing with me great it's time to set some boundaries here and set some you know and keep this garbage away from me and hopefully not wake up with my ex in bed again with me like in that fashion I mean I like my ex he's a good guy we're not we were just better friends than we were um, partners and if he were needed a place to land I'll take him in but not like that so, yes, so the, the who was phone question mark here in terms of who my ex was, it was a piece of garbage from a cemetery imitating him and making himself um, using energy, using my energy, using whatever it could to try to entice me into playing with it in a sexual way, I think, but I don't know quite for sure. And I'm like, this is so wrong. So, but there, never did I feel in danger. Never did I feel threatened. Never did I feel like anything was wrong apart from the fact, why the hell is my ex in my bed and why is he not moving? So it's just one of those things that comes with being an open sensitive. You're open to more than just what's out there in terms of the uh, people who are dead. And I'm now taking and calling them undead with the un in parentheses because it's a better way to describe. They're dead to us, but they're not dead. But, you know, some of them might you, want, you might want to call zombies because they were a zombie in life and they're zombie now anyway um so the whole thing of it is it comes down to is that i have to deal with this stuff as it comes and um it's not always what it seems there's no um there's no how do i put it right or wrong bad or good those things i mean those those values exist but sometimes something's just really really weird and has no basis in this physical reality but I am aware of it because I am a sensitive and I'm open so on that note I will be more than happy to set a boundary to keep this crap out because I like my space to myself apart from the guys that I welcome in here and I'm talking about the dead ones who want to protect me because sexy times apart from Ken that's out the window that's another story anyway on that note I reached the half hour mark and hopefully I wasn't too rambly or too ummy or too soap, too much use too many so's, but I might have. And if you have any questions, comments, um, you I will put my email address in the box below. I am at this point still working on the website if you are checking in from the last week. And I apologize, I just haven't had a moment to actually focus on these things, but I will soon. And I will start updating the blog again with a little more posts. If you'd like a reading with me, uh, feel free to let me know. I've got a phone number on the website. I will put it in the box below for people who would like to leave a message. Or email me and I will put my email down below so you don't have to listen to me spelling it out. So on that note, I wish you well. Safe journey, safe travels, and be at peace. And we will talk again soon.